Turning the Blind Corner, Finding the Courage to Make a Career Change. In this series of podcasts, you'll hear the personal stories of several staff members at GCFLearnFree.org as they recount the specific moment in their lives that they realized it was time to deviate from the career path they were on, whether it was to leave an unsatisfying job or to make a major career change. We'll talk about the thoughts and feelings surrounding those events and what it was that ultimately motivated them to push on and find the courage to travel into the unknown. I'm Lisa, and I'll be your host throughout this series. In this first episode, I'd like to share with you the story of my own journey. If you're familiar with GCFLearnFree.org, you may recognize my voice. I've done voiceovers for many of the screencasts on this site over the years. Or maybe you've seen me in some of the videos on our site or on our YouTube channel. Even if you haven't heard my voice or seen me in our videos, you've almost certainly read one of the lessons I've written. I get to work on a lot of different projects here at GCF. I love what I do, and I'm grateful to have found a career that's such a good fit for me. But it hasn't always been that way. I've had a lot of jobs, and it's been quite the journey that's brought me to where I am today. When I talk to people about what I do for a living and that a big part of my job involves voiceover work, I usually get asked, how'd you get into that? And honestly, there is no short answer to that question. I didn't study communications in college. I never sent out any demo tapes. I didn't even have any connections with other voiceover artists. I took a long, windy path that I had to forage on my own, with a couple of pit stops along the way, before I ended up where I am now. I won't go into every minute detail of my journey, but I will tell you the story of the moment I realized voiceover work was what I wanted to do, and how I got there. This story starts back, way back, to when I was just a kid. Do you remember being young and getting asked the question, what do you want to do when you grow up? I remember telling my parents once, rather resolutely, that I wanted a job where I talk and people listen. They laughed. Not that they were laughing at me, per se, but I'm sure it did sound silly at the time. And yeah, it sounds nice, but what kind of job would that even be? I knew I had this gut feeling that I wanted to pursue this thing one day, but at the same time, I didn't know what it was that I'd be pursuing. It would eventually become a really frustrating feeling, wanting a job that I didn't know how to find. Over the years, though, that thought just kind of stuck around. I want a job where I talk and people listen. I didn't really understand it, but it was there, in the very back of my mind, through all the less-than-awesome jobs I would eventually have. From working in retail over summer breaks, to working for tips in a handful of restaurants throughout college, to my first real adult job after I got my bachelor's degree in psychology. That job brought me from North Carolina to Massachusetts, in a suburb of Boston, where I worked at a school and research institute as a teacher's assistant, providing behavioral therapy for children on the autism spectrum. It was very challenging work, and not long after I'd begun, I knew it was not the career path for me but I'd moved hundreds of miles for that job. The institute was chronically understaffed, and I was working with students who needed all the support they could get. Suffice it to say, I felt tremendous pressure to stick it out, no matter how unhappy I was. After about a year and a half as a teacher's assistant, working day shifts that sometimes went straight into nights, and then working more still on weekends, the burnout quickly caught up to me. The reasons that had initially inspired me to work in that field had faded into the background. All I could see ahead of me were endless hours in a mostly thankless job. Looking back now, though, what I remember most about that time isn't so much all the days I spent there, 
but rather the day I decided to leave. It was like any other morning. I sullenly drove myself to work, mentally repeating what had become my morning mantra. Suck it up. Just get through this day. Just get through this day. I hadn't even pulled into the parking lot yet, but I was already counting down the hours until I got to go home. When I walked into the building, I saw my supervisor waiting for me by the front office. She had a different assignment for me that day. She told me the school's receptionist would be out for about a week to recover from a minor surgery. They needed someone to answer the phones, greet people who came in, and make the morning and afternoon announcements over the PA system. For some reason, they chose me to fill in for her. I sat down at the reception desk, got a brief, cursory lesson on how to work the PA and phone systems, and then I was on my own. Not ten minutes later, I was making the morning announcements. I could hear my voice echoing in the halls. And like most people, I couldn't help but think, is that really what I sound like? Every student, faculty member, and administrator could hear me. It made me feel a little self-conscious. But it also felt kind of exciting and kind of fun. And it was definitely a much-needed break from my daily grind. I was, however, terrible at using the complex phone system. The buttons, most of them unlabeled and identical, were incredibly confusing. Calls were rarely transferred to their correct recipient. I put countless people on hold, only to completely forget about them. I'll be the first to admit I was not a good receptionist. One day after the afternoon announcements, as students began spilling out into the halls and making their way to the buses, a coworker who I'd become friends with poked his head into the front office. Good job doing the announcements this week, he said. You've got a nice voice. You should do voiceovers or something. He gave me a smile, went on his way, and that was it. But I can look back now and pinpoint that as the moment I had two pivotal realizations. First, that I needed to leave that job. I was ready to go in a totally different direction. And second, maybe, just maybe, one day down the road, I could find some sort of job doing voiceovers the ultimate I-talk-and-people-listen career. But I still had no idea what or who I would have to know to get into that line of work. Self-doubt snuffed out my excitement almost instantly. What if I didn't sound as good as I thought? What if my friend was just trying to be nice? There was enough doubt, enough pessimism, enough fear to stop me from doing anything about it. In fact, it would be another couple of years, and yet another job I knew wouldn't last, before I finally decided to even bother looking into it. By that point, I was working in East Boston, as a representative for a tobacco company of all things. I'd made a major change, a sharp right turn from the path I'd been on. But every day was still the same. I felt drained, uninspired, just trying to make it through each day always counting down the hours until I could go home. I couldn't do it anymore. I was too young, I thought to myself, and way, way too far from retirement to put up with being so deeply unhappy any longer than I already had. I knew I needed to get out, again. I wanted a job that gave me a reason to get up in the morning. I'd always wanted to do something creative. What happened to that? I decided I was ready to make another big change. But this time, I resolved to really, truly listen to my gut. If I was going to be working five days a week for the next several decades, I needed to do something that made me happy. So I sat down with my laptop and went to a job search website, 
determined to find not only a new job, but the path to a happier life. I stared blankly at the screen for several minutes before I remembered the week, years earlier, when I was making announcements over the PA, the kind words of my friend, and the feeling it all gave me. Despite my complete lack of experience and very little knowledge of the field, I typed the word voiceover into the search field. After all, what could it hurt just to see what results come up? Call it luck or fate, call it whatever you want, but believe it or not, that one search, that single keyword, was exactly what led me to finding the job I have today. Despite the anxiety of taking a risk and leaving a secure job, despite the fear and the self-doubt, the deep sense of dissatisfaction I felt every day, and just the hope that something better could exist out there for me gave me the courage to take a chance, to turn the blind corner. And I was elated at what I found on the other side. My dream job. Three weeks, two Skype interviews, and one giant leap of faith later, I was on my way back to North Carolina to begin my career with GCFLearnFree.org. Today I sit at a desk in a small recording room. There's black egg crate foam on the walls to control the acoustics. As I speak into a microphone, I watch the pointy peaks and valleys of sound waves on the computer screen in front of me, while a recording software creates a digital copy of my voice. It wasn't easy, but after taking that leap of faith and finding the courage to turn the blind corner, I finally got the job I thought I didn't know how to find. That wraps it up for me. If you're considering making a career change, go ahead and take a listen to the following episodes in this series where you'll hear interviews with others who've made the career transition leap. I'm Lisa for GCFLearnFree.org. Thanks for listening.